Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. I was recently on the Construction Champions podcast hosted by Ron Nussbaum, and we talked about the importance of marketing heading into 2024, as well as the biggest marketing shakeup incoming and what to do about it. Enjoy. All right, Construction Champions, it's your host, Ron Nussbaum, and we're here for another amazing episode of Construction Champions podcast. Well, I like to say we're burning down the house on what everybody thinks the construction industry should be, and we're rebuilding it how it should be. I'm joined by another amazing guest here today, Spencer. It is fantastic to have you on the show. Hey, thanks, Ron. I'm excited. Yeah, excited to be here. Excited for the conversation. Awesome. I am excited as well. I'm always excited. I'm always ready to rock and roll and talk about how we become better running construction businesses, being contractors, being builders. Let's talk about how we become the doctors and the lawyers of the word or building houses, doing remodelers, because we are the backbone of America. And we're just coming out of 4th of July. For everybody, this is delayed when they're listening to it, but it is July 5th when we're recording this. So we're all pumped up on America here and we're ready to rock and roll. So Spencer, your family's been in the industry for over 100 years. You're an author. You run a very successful building and contracting, remodeling, marketing company. You're well-known throughout the industry. But what I want to know is, what are you most excited about right now with what you're doing? Yeah, great question. It, it's actually shifted a lot in the last couple of years. And what I'm most excited about right now is trying to help the industry figure out how they're actually unique and different and crafting a really valuable offer, a really strong pitch to homeowners that we serve. So that's, I've been spending a lot of brain space in that, that world right now. That's awesome. That's an awesome word to be living in and creating brain space, using brain space for. So I'm excited for our conversation. I'm going to dive right in and I'm going to ask you the million dollar question. And that is, what makes a construction champion? Yeah, I, I think a lot of things come to mind. And as I was thinking about this question, because I know you you asked that of everybody, I think for me, it's being intentional in the way you're building your business. And, and I phrase it that way because I don't think that there is one right answer for everybody, right? Some people want to build a $50 million machine. Some people want to build a million dollar lifestyle business. But I think what's most important is that you are very intentional about it, which means one, you've thought about the end and you know where you want to go. And then you're building it and designing it to get there in the best way possible um, for you, for your team, for your customers. So it's building with intention. I love that because we all start a business for some reason at the beginning. And we can definitely lose sight of that. 
But I think you touch on something there that we definitely lose sight of when we're building it is taking time to say, this is what I want. And then building that business that leads to that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, and I think to your point, like we all start it for a certain reason, but that reason can change. And you can go through seasons too, where maybe you decide to make an intentional change and that's okay. And I think as humans, sometimes we can get locked into whatever this thing was that we started with. And there's a good chance if you've made it 10 plus years, like your ultimate, like, reality of that business, it may look different than when you first started it. And so yeah, I'm just a big believer in intention, which I think is just like a lot of self-awareness and a lot of um, just really thinking about what you want and not necessarily what somebody else might have achieved in their business or what they think is the answer to success or or whatever it is. Yeah, because, you know, one of the kind of just the generic standards is everybody compares themselves to each other. Like, we don't Mm -hmm. want to talk about anything with anybody, but we're the first to compare our business to the guy down the road when there's two completely different machines. Any way you put it, it's different leaders, different everything, and staying true to what you want. I I have a whiteboard over here to the side that is my weekly, monthly, what my day looks like, and that's me staying true to what I want, the outcomes I'm trying to create. And I, I think there's magic in what you're talking about, especially when we're talking about doing that from a construction perspective here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it it starts to boil down into like all the different areas of your business, right? I mean, if you want to build something that's $10 million a year, like you're going to take different marketing steps. You're going to take different sales steps. You're going to build the team out differently. You might need different software, like all of those details start to change. And even if you take two companies that say want to get to 10 million, and one of them wants to get there in three years, and one wants to get there in a decade, those have different plans and and things that you're doing. And so, yeah, I, I just think that it helps provide a lot of clarity in what your day, week, month look like now, if you really know what you want. And if what you want is like, a $3 million machine where you work two days a week and you've kind of, you're like at full capacity at all times and you've built out a wait list and, but you're like, I'm okay making a little less, but I just want to work less. Like that looks different. Right. So, yeah. And I'm sure for what you do, it really, really helps when you have an understanding on what does the business look like? Because you don't want to generate too much business. <laughs> you go in to help help a guy that only wants to get to a couple million a year in annual revenue. And then that's thing, you got a machine generating 10 million in revenue and leads. That doesn't pan out well. No. And I mean, we saw that with people that were doing marketing and people that weren't doing marketing over the last couple of years because demand went sky high for home services, remodeling, you name it. And so Everyone that said, hey, I want to double my business in the next few years, like that was your window. That was your chance mm-hmm. to do that really quickly from 2020 to 2022. And some people took advantage of it. And then some people realized like, oh my gosh, I actually don't know how to scale operationally to, to do double, even though that's what... So I talk to remodelers every week. I, I probably talk to probably at least 100 uh, every single year, one-on-one. And it's uncanny how many people say, 
I want to double my business, wherever they are. If they're at a million, they want to go to two. If they're at two, they want to go to four. If they're at five, they want to go to 10. And, and now what we realized is that doubling is actually a lot harder than it sounds in our head. And it involves a lot more. And especially on the operations side, it involves hiring great people and being able to hire on time, train those people, put in the systems. As you get to different levels, some of your systems, you need to break them and rebuild them differently because what worked at one level doesn't work at the next level. You have a new layer of leadership. And so anyway, to your point, uh, a lot of people were able to, to grow really fast, um, but they also hit these walls operationally, even though the demand was there, the lead flow was there, right? Yeah, it's a, operationally, that's that can be a that can be a hold up sometimes. Uh, I come from that side of things and running operations, and I understand that. But I think you bring up a great point that now we're we're kind of shifting to where marketing is really coming into play here because it's going to be a differentiator. I love where your headspace is at, where you led with, where you're most excited because I see. I think I, I can see where you're heading with where you think the industry is going and what that looks like into the future. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that or kind of take us down the what does marketing look like headed into 2024 with everything going on? Yeah, yeah. We'll do a little uh, peek under the hood on some stuff that that we're in the early innings on. But I'm but yeah, to answer your question, super excited about Let's let's think about a typical remodeler. Let's say they do kitchens, baths, additions, interior stuff. A homeowner reaches out to them and they say, "Hey, I want to do my kitchen." And they go, "Great, let us come out." And you know, so initial phone call, you'll cover some budget, some location. Like, are we a good fit? Cool. All right, we'll go out. Let's see the space. You go out there and you kind of walk through the space talk to them about what they're they're looking to do and then typical next step would be to like sign a design agreement so you go through and you say hey got to sign our our design agreement it's a flat fee or it's a percentage of the estimated total whatever it is that's our next step and here's our like proven process how we deliver an outcome that's kind of the standard pitch um now i think a lot of people have differentiated a little bit through design build and saying like hey you don't need to go find an architect over there and then bring us the plans like we're going to do it all in, in one house so that we can like we're going to build it so we know what to look out for and we're going to design it so that we can build it right okay that that's cool but now now if somebody's like looking at two different design build companies like now you're back to price again right like price is the differentiator and so where i've been spending a lot of time thinking about is like how do you actually differentiate yourself. An example would be, we only do kitchens. And because we only do kitchens, we do them faster than anyone else. We do them 50% faster. And also because we only do kitchens, we get preferred pricing on a lot of these products. So we can actually be very competitive on price. We're not the cheapest, but we're we're going to be competitive and we're way faster. And our clients are much happier because they are back into their home 50% faster, enjoying that new kitchen 50% fat, like Again, I could like go on forever on this, but I think that just that one example, like we only do kitchen. Now you have a real like series of value points and series of process that you can build out and communicate true value to a customer. And it looks a lot different than, hey, yeah, we've been we've been in the business for 30 years and you know, we're great communicators and we have the best quality. And like those are very generic and go to any website and you'll see family owned, quality, good communication you know, like those things are everywhere. And so they sound unique until you start poking around. And so 
yeah, I'll, I'll pause there and before I go go on too long. That that is amazing. What you exactly what you said is a lot of the stuff that you we see on the websites that people think is unique stuff isn't unique, and a lot of times it's what I found. It can be the downfall of the business. Like when you say we do this is what we do, and then that customers' expectations are never met on that list of stuff. So I always tell like hot like. I don't think we should be selling on that kind of stuff. I don't think we should be selling on price. Like I, I love where your head's at with how are you getting the customers in and then how are you selling the, the process there? It's all about the value and what you're doing and that emotion to how I, I Manny was, I just interviewed Manny again. Me and we, I've gotten to spend some great time with him. The guy from construction life podcast, you know, he's still a builder today and he does it because of the four walls. He's like, these four walls around here, people's lives happen within these. And we're responsible. All this stuff we do, we're responsible for what they get to do within those four walls. And I, I, I love that's where you're headed with that. It's like, that's that's sell what we're doing within those four walls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think like that's a good example. I think of a why that really drives somebody in. And, and, you can sell a lot on that kind of stuff because people connect with that, right? They can emotionally connect with, you know, hey, this is somebody that really cares or, you know, those types of things. But I think if you pair that with kind of a really well-positioned, defined offer and unique selling proposition, then I think things start to really hum because, again, just using the kitchen example, like how are you going to direct your marketing now? It's, it's going to be all around kitchens. Well, marketing just got a lot easier and you know exactly who you're looking for and who you can serve. And so now all your leads that are coming in, they're all interested in kitchens. And then you're getting so many more reps in the sales process on how to sell to somebody that wants a kitchen because you're not talking about additions and outdoor stuff and you know a bunch of... And then you can go, hey, every month we kick off four new kitchen designs. We have two spots available next month. Do you want one of those spots? So now you're adding in some like scarcity and then you can do things like, you know, adding some urgency. But again, going back to how I answered the first question, intention, if you're trying to say, hey, I want a, like a well-run business and I want to be at this, you know, revenue level. And then you're going, well, if I only do kitchens and they're all averaging a hundred grand, then I need to be kicking off X number of kitchens every month to hit my goal. And then I know how many leads I need. And now I can build a marketing plan around that. So <laughs> yeah, I think the more clarity you get, then it just adds, it makes all the processes just a little bit easier because man, business is hard enough, you know? So <laughs> I love, so you're one of the first guys that have been on here and talking about marketing and just set, use the reference about understanding what comes in and what is the outcome. That's one of, that was one of the metrics that I've tracked for years because that's what matters. Like, if you know what the end outcome is from when that lead comes in, you can predict everything and you can just say, I need 1,000 leads and it's going to create X in annual revenue when it makes it through the funnel. But it takes a lot of intention to put all yes. that together. But once you understand that, it's just like a switch. You can turn it on, you can turn it off and back and forth. And I love that you say that because I think that gets overlooked so much. Like if you just build it the right way and have an understanding of what every aspect of that funnel looks like, you know exactly what's going to happen with that lead when it comes in. 
Agreed, for sure. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second and say thank you for listening to the podcast. And in addition, if you ever want your marketing questions answered on the show, shoot a quick email to radio at builderfunnel.com. That's radio at builderfunnel.com. All right, back to the show. So what do you think is going to be the biggest marketing shakeup in 2024? We're about ready to close out 2023 here. Mm -hmm. What is something guys aren't ready for that's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere now, but I think it's probably a high probability of being correct. AI, it's weaving its way into everything, you know? And so if you think about where AI is entering, like, all the people predicted it would go blue collar than white collar, but it went reverse. It went white collar than then I think blue collar will it'll take some time because it's coding, it's design, it's writing, it's all the creative elements that it was able to work its way into first. And then to do blue collar, it needs to it needs to be in robotics also, you know, to really to really get there. And so I think, when you think a lot about what marketing is today, there are just a lot of easy next step avenues to start um, creating different designs and video editing and coming up with campaigns and writing blogs or social media posts or web copy. And I think over the next 18 months, you know, it's going to make a lot more progress. So I, I think, I think as much as we're aware of it, it's still one of those things that I've seen this happened with other technology and software is you're aware of it and it hits mainstream and everyone's like talking about it, but no one's actually doing anything yet. And so we're going to see some people start doing some stuff and then everyone else is going to go, ah, I should have started doing something with that. So uh, (laughs) my encouragement is always just like pay attention to it and, and try to incorporate it just in a few spots into your business. Like you might be able to offer a client five different kitchen design layouts in the same time that you were doing one option for them or two options, and now you're delivering more value for the same time. Like that's just one one way. And obviously that's not even in the marketing side of things. So I think I think it's going to start to seep into more areas of the business. Yeah, I, I think it's something that's definitely going to be con- or is coming, con- came, whatever we want to use uh, the terminology there. But I think People think it's going to be just something that just handles everything. And I can I I think there's definitely use cases for it. It makes sense, but it's not just like something where you can get rid of most of your staff and boom, bada bang, here we are. I just run AI. I think like to me, that's like the biggest misconception with AI right now, because you still got to direct it. You still got to create these to create the outcomes that you want. You have to have an understanding on this stuff. So I, I I can I can see where it's going to benefit, but I just don't see it being. I don't know. We'll see. It's hard to say. Yeah, and I think too, it's important to remember that AI is simply technology, right? And so this is just a new, very advanced technology. But, you know, the internet was new technology, cell phones were new technology, like we're always running into new technology. So everyone's just talking about this one now because it's super crazy cool. And like, it's like unlimited potential. We don't know where it's going to go, but but it's software, right? It's technology. And so 
Um, I think that's a way to maybe not be as afraid of it and just going, oh, this is what the next software and technology looks like. Okay, how are we going to like project management tools, builder trend, like that was new technology that mm-hmm. probably was scary at the beginning. Well, super helpful now, right? So, and and technology does wipe out jobs, but it all also always gets backfilled with other um, opportunities, right? So yeah, I would say just test, embrace, use it, don't ignore it, you know, just like any any other tech. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. And we 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 have a we have a mindset kind of in the construction industry. I don't I don't believe it as much as what most people, but we have a hard time adapting stuff. I think we're pretty quick adapters in the construction industry. We've just been burnt with some stuff in the past, which makes us just a little bit more cautious. Mm-hmm. And I think as guys figure out exactly how to integrate it into their businesses, I think it's going to do great things for everybody involved. I love I love how you talk about it's just another new technology like everything else. Everything comes. We, come January, we'll probably be talking about AI 5.0 or something that's like the super <laughs> going to be the end of the word or technology. But it's always something that's coming and it's all about figuring out how do we adapt to that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm still relatively young, so I'm probably not, don't have the best perspective on it, but I do feel like my approach since I've gotten into the world of digital marketing, which we're always exposed to new like tools and tech. And and I've always tried to just like follow the bleeding edge. That way you're not way out there. You're not trying to build the AI. You're not trying to test all the AI, but like once the mainstream hits the like then you go, okay, I'm going to start trying to incorporate this into my business. I'll just be on the cutting edge and just know that even if you feel like you're a little bit late, you're actually probably early because most people will wait, 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 wait. And then they'll be part of that, like the majority or the laggards. And so, yeah, if you just start doing a little bit with it now, you'll actually be further ahead than most people. Absolutely. I love that. That's great advice to end the show on right there. It's just do a little bit. Don't be afraid to just do a little bit of something and you'll be ahead of everybody else. I love that, Spencer. So for all the construction champions out there, if they wanted to reach out to you, connect with you, have a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah. So the website is builderfunnel.com. That's a great place to go. We've got tons of free information there. If you want to learn more about marketing, if you just want to shoot me a note, I'll drop my email. It's just spowell at builderfunnel.com. I'm on LinkedIn. You can find us on Instagram, whatever your preferred channel is. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for taking the time to be on the show today. Hey, thanks for having me, Ron. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.